0: The full circle.
1: So when you first came out with it, what was the, um, what was the marketing push? Like, how did, so like, what was, did y'all come out with one design or like a bunch of them?
0: We actually had tried one design before with the brand and, uh, it's kind of one track. If you tell me you have a brand and, uh, you only have one item, I only have one thing to buy from you. Yeah. So when we started this brand, we actually started with about 12 items. From the from day one, and then we just expanded from those twelve items. But even when we were uh, moving from city to city in a Sprinter, we we probably had. Um 40 items in the Sprinter at at a time for a customer, a consumer to buy. Like, so it was literally, it was literally a rolling store. It wasn't really like you were coming to buy a t-shirt from us. It's like, you come to buy a t-shirt and then it's like, we also got four different pair of washes of jeans in here with the socks that we're giving away for free at this time. Right. Like every outfit really coming with a pair of underwear and a pair of socks. Mm. You get what I'm saying? like Yo, Benji,
1: you gave me some game too and I never, ever thought about this and I want you to tell them like we were going through and I'm looking at like socks and underwear and y'all got toothbrushes and all kind of stuff and you said something so dope and I was like and I, I asked you like, yo, do those make money? Do you sell a lot of them? And you said, no, I just need more stuff in your house. Exactly. Can you explain that? That Yo, that joint changed my life. I said, that
0: it's just how y'all I'll, do this. All right, It's just products that you have Pretty much, had will never run out in the household. And we're basically turning our brand into Michael Jordan, right? Because we're a household name. Like, if you think about it, it's like, oh, damn, toothbrush, damn, bounce. We we right. made miscellaneous products on purpose. The kind of products because you're never going to throw couch. it away. It's like you. We make mm. bounce balls. It's like, damn, where does bouncy ball come from? Came in a and this package. We got the basketball <laughs> goals for the um, with the that that go on the doors. It's like everything that you could possibly think of. To make, make this memorable. brand a household brand, we have it because kind of think of it like a McDonald's toy. Yeah, exactly. If you go to your aunt's house, she never throws them away. That's the same way it is with our socks and everything. So if I give them to you, I give you ten pair. You let them sit around, and then they end up at your mom's house. When mm-hmm. the last time she threw away
1: all the socks in her house? So first, the um, you have about nine items. Mm-hmm. You come up with the concepts, the designs. You stop the first. Of all why did you stop the first
0: brand? We stopped the first brand because it was not religious. Really the, the the cash flow wasn't identifiable to what we needed it to be, and also, like he said earlier, we were trying to make something that was more of us, right? Like, uh, we had business partners with the Fly Hearts never broken brand. It was it was more so their style, Than, right. than our style, and so. then a lot of inconsistencies in the growth of the brand. Right, right. that kind of just led. I mean we were always into fashion because we're fashionable people. So we can be the face of any fashion brand or clothing brand. So at that point with the inconsistency, it kind of grew away from where we could actually grow it from our influence ourselves. Gotcha. You get what I'm saying? Because you got other partners who just just looking at it as a business and it's actually what we do, what we stand for, our lifestyle. You get what I'm saying? That we actually have to put inside of this brand to make it grow. So I think we went from a a brand like a clothing brand to a lifestyle actual, actual Southern culture brand like everything mm-hmm. we do now is based on Southern culture. Even our uh, the colorways we pick, everything else it it involves it uh, like the life from about from Texas to Florida. It doesn't even include the other right. demographics of the United States. Give me an about. example. Give me an example. The co- okay, colors, uh, the color. Well, not even with that. Uh, New York brand may be more identifiable with uh, Timberland. They're going to make everything based around that specific Timberland. In the South, we buy Jordans every week. It's like Air Force 1s. I mean, like, and then brighter colors. Exactly. The the Southern culture is kind of like trap culture. We don't skateboard. We don't do this. We don't do that. We actually just get fresh. I mean, the South. He just gets get fresh. He's fresh, get fresh. You <laughs> get what I'm saying? So it's like if you go from my sneaker, my sneaker collection to your sneaker collection, I can guarantee us the people in the South. We have anything, anything we like. We got the yeah. TMs. We don't need TMs, really. Right. We got TMs for no reason. You get what I'm saying? We got no the reason. Jordans. We got Air Force Ones. And when you think about New York and stuff, they don't have all of that. So we cater into. Oh, we are going to put on our TMs. So we got the. The G's dust jeans. You get what I'm saying? We got yeah. the jeans to match the Vans, the West Coast. We got the Converse because we're covering every surface. Right. The South is every surface. We don't have an identifiable fashion item. It's almost like a melting pot. I mean, of course, the people from the West Coast or up North wouldn't understand that unless they were here. But right. I mean, you know, everybody in this room knows just as much as anybody that Timberlands are a part of Atlanta culture, just For- as much as New York culture. I mean, yeah. but at the end of the day, they can say that it came from them, you know, but everybody was wearing Timberlands in the early nineties. I mean, that didn't stop in just New York. It happened in Alabama also like beef and broccoli Timberlands were popular in the nineties in, in, in Alabama also. It didn't stop there, but we just wanted it to make things for all our people, like the Southern people where it's actually, I know where this brand comes from. What, what, What brand in the South, you know where it comes from. I know where all the brands on Fairfax come from L.A. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. We're, we we dropped
1: the brand. We got nine items. Mm-hmm. What do we do? We we do Sell them. You drop ship. Do you print all of them? At the so, time we we're
0: on hand only.
1: How many did you print? Um, we
0: had nine. We had nine items, a hundred per item. So okay. nine hundred items, a thousand items.
1: Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Right. Gotcha. Okay. But it, but it was a um it was a never stopping process. So, so, so after thought, that we ordered every two weeks. Yeah. So mm. from there, that's how we actually grew the revenue that we actually have to this day to make it where we had we were able to make $17 million. So every two weeks after we were hustling, we pretty much made an order. You mm. get what I'm saying? We were having new items, and that's what got us in the mindset of, like, if we got a car full of stuff, we always going to make money. Mm. This can actually be where we make millions of dollars if we don't just make two things at a time. Right? If we have a car full of stuff where we can actually— because. The sale strategy and everything that we have now, we still had it in the Sprinter. So we would still market a full-blown sale, Black Friday sale, in our Sprinter van. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I could take that back. So I had a break-even point analysis for every item. And uh, basically, from those nine items, we made 90000 because it was a $10,000 break-even point for every hundred items we bought. Explain that. So in business, you're going to, I mean, the break-even point, that, I mean, right. you can use it in numbers, um, a sp- just on the spreadsheet. I mean, you can pull it up on your iPhone right and now. And it'll give you the and form you insert, it. you can insert, I'm going to spend $12,000 on inventory. Mm-hmm. Each item is $14 a piece. I want to sell each item for 160 a piece. How many, items, tell you how many items, how many, to many items you need to sell gotcha. at, what, at, at, at that price? So your break-even point may be 98 items. I, just, I actually just did one of these for from from one of my people who wanted to do merch this morning. I uh, made him a break-even analysis for him to understand how many merch items he would need to sell to actually capitalize.
1: Mm.
0: When the pandemic hit, we were the only people. With we clothing. always do we do, do product management. So we worked months ahead. So we were the only people with clothing. In we the had sales ahead. full. Oh, because you couldn't
1: ship anything.
0: We could ship. We I mean,
1: could. Well, no, no, no. We couldn't get anything into... We, right. exactly. we were already
0: ready, we, we, though. But we had it already. Wow. It was coming body. by water, so we so were like having boxes. The, when sacks and everything was closed, all of the rappers and everybody was in our clothes because we were the only place they could come to. Wow. So we worked every day during the pandemic because we actually had customers. Right. We were sending out at the minimum 500 orders a day. Right. And oh. then we had a customer base that would come, we got all the rappers in our clothes and, and they actually paid because... We so like we're running POS through the through the warehouse hand to hand. And my minimum during the during the pandemic was seven fifty to come see me. And I would at least see because we had to wear a mask and everything. So you had yeah. to Really? To so if
1: somebody wanna come shot with you, they gotta spend at
0: least seven fifty. Facts. They can write it under this YouTube post. You can ask anybody that to come see Benji to come see the warehouse. 750. It was thousand at one point in time because I was protecting my family. My brother just had my nephew. We had a newborn, our mm. first baby of the family. We but like you're
1: risking it. for that thousand. out. <laughs> it,
0: it was turning into ten. I was really I would make um through the p. We were do, doing anywhere from fifty thousand a day online. Plus. and then I was probably clocking on POS hand to hand maybe 20 to thirty thousand all
1: right so I need I need to know how this is happening because everybody has a good idea and we're like yo we're gonna go hit the streets so y'all y'all get this stuff in your house mm-hmm. you're packing it you be like no everything is already rich
0: everything, everything's everything ready to is go. ready we got you when it comes to the door, it's actually ready to ship. So
1: hold on, did y'all start out getting um, shipments in like overseas? Yes, yes. yes. we never. We so y'all never, ain't just getting no blanks and printing no, joint no, the today.
0: Never. We always knew that. That was always how I would cheat code. Because I mean, we figured that out a while ago. So no, no blanks. We never. We I, I always couldn't you, song. I can't even tell you anything about screen printing. Uh, I can't even work a machine. I'm not a load colors of- <laughs> Right. never did.
1: By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Okay. 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 Before I get into that, I want to get into like the production of it. Cause I want to know how, like when it comes to your house, like how you start selling, but talk to me about, cause it seems like dangerous, not dangerous, but one time I ordered some socks from overseas and, um, they packed them all the lefts together and all the, you know, you have a pack, you get a left and a right. In fact, the lefts and the rights together. Lefts, you get two lefts here and two rights. And the the rights were shorter than the lefts. It was crazy, bro. And every time I've ever gone overseas to like get something, it's not exactly what you want, but maybe because I don't understand that game. So that's exactly what how I'm did you, talking. how did you learn that? The cut so far? That's
0: the technicalities that you talked I, about when I it actually, came to the world. I government. actually, beforehand, I actually, international, before anybody was doing Alibaba and any of this stuff, we would I trade. actually knew how to trade internationally. So I could get you anything you would need. Okay. With that being said, I know how things overseas work. I know that if you don't, pay the mold fee and get specific things done and it's not going to be correct. They're going to give you what they have.
1: What do you mean get specific things done? What do you mean?
0: Okay, so let's say we're making a a women's shoe. And I just said that because I seen her shoes. And uh, it's not... And we want it to be a luxury brand. You have to understand the components of that shoe to actually make it a luxury shoe. You can't just... Some people get on Alibaba and just type in the nice heel and then... Now they send them a a, a catalog of nice heels, mm-hmm. and you pick and put your name on it. That's yep. not what we do. No. A lot of brands copy us and do that that way. But a lot of items that we develop, like our sweatpants, the ones you have on, these are it's, great. it's no sweatpants like those Look at I actually bottom. designed the bottom. Like that's, the bottom cuff is me measuring it. it and zoom in on the cuff. Right. right. This is a cuff that, right here. And me making that cuff that way. So you couldn't go and be like, mm. oh, yeah, I had on a nice sweatsuit. I want to just order one of these right. from overseas and it's going to be just like And we this. do a lot of small stuff like that to kind of just lit stamp our products. If you look at the seams of our jeans, it's too it's two seam lines. Like two, two lines. Two line is. Like even on the back pockets. It's Where? Are those your jeans? Yeah, yeah. these are our jeans. It's if you look line. at the back, it's two lines all, of, all, all of the way around. Some jeans have three. It's two lines because we two line this. Uh, ah. Yeah, you know, so it's based know. on detail. So anything right. you order from overseas, if you don't have the details down to a T and a tick pack, a pack, a pack with like lines. Even with the, like, we just dropped a uh, new pair of uh, sunshades a few months ago. But me and BDP designed those glasses from scratch. Like we use a measuring tool and measure out every the thickness component thickness and everything. The thickness, the everything. Right.
1: So give me some of the things in a basic T shirt where you're gonna you're gonna talk to someone overseas. You're not saying I want a T shirt and these are the dimensions, right? right. Obviously, correct, but. What are some other things you get into?
0: The GSM. You need to know the weight of the T-shirt. What's GSM? That's going to be the uh, grams per square meter on the cotton fabric. And it's actually going to tell you the thickness of the fabric when you weigh weighing out a square cube of it. So, I mean, you he has him a sweatshirt. He has him a sweatshirt. They're totally that one is 300 and that one is 400. If I cut out a square of that sweatshirt and I cut out a square of that one, it's going to weigh 100 uh, grams less. Than that switcher. So mm. if you don't know those types, a lot of people always ask, how do y'all get y'all called And that ain't, so, it's just, it, knowing. It's just it's knowing. knowing. It's just knowing. It's just knowing the stuff. Because, I mean, he teach me a lot of this stuff. I'm a little gotcha. like I just soak up a lot of the game and just learn myself. But it's just actually knowing what you're doing. Like you, like I said, it's just a difference. Right. If you don't know what to print on, you're never, never going to get the right product. If you don't know the print process, if you don't know every... <laughs> Possible print process. There's no way you get can know something it wrong. wrong, right? Yeah. Like if you didn't tell them that, hey, I want this digital print, or I want this screen print, I want this plastic print, I want this. Then they're how just gonna print it then, exactly, exactly. because they're, they're a wait, company wait. just like you, and you're saying you want affordable. You want this. They know why you came. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> they know why you talking to them because right. you want affordable. So hey, my friend, I got you something for seven fifty, and you wonder what. Because
1: most of us are gonna play the price game. Exactly. First. exactly.
0: Don't. Can't do that with no business. We don't respect it. They don't respect it. They know it's oversaturated. Do you do that, and that's how you get messed up. Just like Instagram, like <laughs> right now, like when we first entered into the apparel space, nobody <laughs> knew how to make clothing. Like now, if you post at shirt a thousand clothing manufacturers will write you like, "Hey, I do." do, do. But I always pride myself because I tell people they like. I've been dealing with manufacturers. I can't really get the quality right. I w- I I always make a bet. I say that. Well, you can send me that manufacturer. And I'll send you mine, and I guarantee you my quality is still better than yours because you don't know what
1: you're the doing. The same manufacturer. So, so it ain't the manufacturer, it's, it's not, not the thought. process. It's, a, yeah.
0: it's, it's, it's always that dollar difference. When they tell you, hey, my friend, I can do this, and you say yes, you just screwed yourself. You just took yourself out of the power position of saying exactly what you want.
2: It's not mm-hmm. what you want. You get with that
0: gift because you're paying the price. You ask for it. You ask for it. Dang. You we don't really think about. Normally, we
1: literally just clothing X brand, me. right? You find some blanks. Where the blanks are. You <laughs> want to print it? Find a print shop. That's merch. That's
0: I mean, merch. And that's what we're saying. That's, that's merch. merch. Like that's merch. Right. It's not a technical. It, it. It's nothing technical about making merch. Like everything that we do is technical. If I show you one of, my... I can make an oversized t shirt. I can make a box t shirt. I can make a a make and tight t shirt. I can make an undershirt. We have undershirts. Right.
1: And when you sell out, let's say a hundred pieces of the shorts, do you order more shorts?
0: or uh, we, we started at this time and that's when um, he kind of implemented the structure because at this time he went back to college because right. we had a, a constant class, cash flow and he kind of just started implementing some of the true business structures right. in. so, so we dropped co- collections at a time we never went back to dropping shirts we all always dropped a new collection so when we were paying some of the time we were paying we weren't necessarily paying for something to be here we were paying to get the next collection started right. so that we had a, a business schedule where like we don't do anything every day so I need to go to the bank and send him some money or Western Union you get what I'm saying so he needs to call me if I'm in Atlanta and he's in Alabama like you got to go send this to and Western Union I got to send this because i limit five thousand dollars a piece you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. so that we have a business structure so we kind of just went to implementing business and keeping that focus to where like I said it was kind of where we were just having a passion and what we were doing and growing as a business so uh, we were making and I'm the gonna, money. I'm this you. another thing that I I feel like this is a strategy that we use from the beginning. It's called an overflow strategy. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh basically we never tip we never really sold out of anything because if I sell I don't have anything to sell. Right. So, oh, so that's not the goal. That's not the goal. Our goal is our goal is has always been overflow. So right. when I sell out of something, I'm gonna buy something else. I can never have like, like see, we I, spoke about the sprinter. I mean, we kind of briefly spoke about it, but it wasn't in the overflow necessarily strategy sense. But we always had a sprinter full of clothes, we would have a full sale with brand new clothes on the sprinter. So we got $50 jeans on here, and we right. also have $125 brand new jeans that released with the new collection with the new sweatshirts. You right. get what I'm saying? So, but, we have but
1: say, say these nine items, right? Mm-hmm. We have 100 shorts, we sell out of the shorts. Mm-hmm. Are we calling the manufacturer to no, get a hundred more of those shorts? Those
0: shorts in August, September. That was the last wave of shorts. I can't make shorts again in August. That's too risky. Right.
1: Okay. Let's say a t-shirt, a popular t-shirt. You sell a hundred of those we t-shirts. We
0: don't make the same. So we can stop that. We don't make the same thing twice, period. Ever. <laughs> Ever. So no. No, 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 no. Even if it's a hot seller. Hot no. seller. No, because that's in our... In our world, it builds complacency. We, may, we create denim again because denim doesn't sell uh, based on it being a, uh, a niche item. It's or like a, a season. Or seasonal. Like yeah. it's just every genius. type of denim, they wear them any time of the year. Yeah. If you need uh, it, you need it with denim. T-shirts man. may not miss like a colored T-shirt after September may not sell, period. Like we may have sold... S- colored T-shirts
1: after September don't sell?
0: Why? Where is that? It's date time. <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> date, like, where? Date time. It's football game time. It's, we it, just making it. Come. We actually moving into the transition of seasons. Like No seasons vacations. No vacations. You got to just think about it. Just look around
1: the room. No y'all, y'all really go deeper than, like, how? I'm thinking You, if it's a T-shirt and it sold last month, that going to sell again. Right. But, but not you necessarily. bring
0: that T-shirt out in September, and you sell, you sell three of them the
3: first day, and that's it.
0: Right. That's not how it goes. If okay. I'm actually, a brand. If I'm actually a brand and I actually have designers and stuff that I how do you think my designer will feel about us just releasing the item over and over again? Like his creativity. We'll drain him. Mm. Like I don't want to make that no more colors. This ain't anymore. merch. It's not merch. We got a clothing brand. I'm a designer. Right.
2: I'm in this place of trying to figure out like um how can I add value to rooms? Mm. So I, I I I know I'm in a place where I'm ready to start like building more connections and get in these rooms like I'm going to Black Equity Con, um, but outside of like fashion, I want to know how can I add value to people and it's like I know I have value because I know when I speak, um, it's like a, it's been happening a lot lately like where I speak, people want to hear what I have to say, but it's just like still I'm trying to figure out so how can I add value to these rooms? Cause even in the morning meetup, I feel like for a while they would call me like the morning meetup designer. Cause I was like the only person mm-hmm. in there um, that did fashion. And it's just like, um, how does that really help other people? Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, for <so> sure. I, <laughs> I think
1: you decide how you want to add value first, mm-hmm. right? You know how you would add value to like this podcast? How? Like, so, so it out my boy Sos. He'll be, uh, he'll look at like, he'll, he'll watch the podcast, mm-hmm. but every now and again, he'd be like, that outfit, I wasn't really feeling that. You should have did this with your outfit. Mm. I'm like, oh, bet. i like, okay, cool. Yeah. So I, I remember, it's like maybe, maybe eight months ago, nine months ago. So I love Levi's mm-hmm. jeans. And he was like, it's time, it's time to step it up, bro. No Mm -hmm. more Levi's. I'm like, yo, I like Levi's, they fit well, but they only fit good because that's what I'm used to wearing. Mm -hmm. He said, he said the perfect fit for you is when you put them on Mm -hmm. and you say, ah, these are a little tight. He said, that's a perfect fit. (laughs) When they feel a little too, a little uncomfortable, he said, Mm -hmm. that's the perfect fit. And I said, well, what are like some good jeans? He was like, try purple brand. He said diesel, he said, uh. Uh, uh, a star, Raw Star, something like that, G-Star? Yeah, G-Star. So I went and got my first pair, I went to the mall and I got some diesel jeans. Mm-hmm. And I put them on and I'm like, I don't know, you think this kinda of tight? And the guy, the attendant's like, nah, they perfect, they good. <laughs> and I remember what So said, if I feel a little uncomfortable, they're perfect. So I got them. And I started wearing them. And he noticed on the pocket, he said, oh, you switched up your jeans a little bit, right? I said, yeah. <laughs> and uh ever since then like when i when i started thinking about outfit stuff i call him okay he could send me an approach saying yo put me on this particular retainer and i'll be your stylist for you know if you're going on this podcast this show and i'll help you style your look or mm-hmm. a shopping day where you put together a budget and i'll go with you and mm-hmm. I, tr- I trust i trust them now because like i I'm more. I have his 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 voice in my head,
2: mm-hmm. right when
1: I start getting dressed. Yeah. So, you add value by by doing what you know best, which is fashion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You ain't never give me no fashion suggestions. Yo, he told me I had a, a chain. I, I have one chain. It's like a it's, it's white gold, but it's like a little thinner to, than this, and has a social proof joint. And I I went to like his shop one day he was like ah that social proof is cool but the rope need to be a little bigger he said if you go on because i I was like trying to get on breakfast club or something like that he said you go on breakfast club make sure you get a bigger rope because that's gonna look crazy that little chain i thought it was fine until he said something but i trust his opinion so much i've not worn that joint since
2: that makes sense i think i think about it from a point of view like i know where i'm trying to go i feel like once i get to a certain point then I'll be able to add more value. Like I'm trying to build an international brand. Once I accomplish that, I know I'll be able to add more value. Um, I'm trying to like build out my my fashion program and do like designer grants and have fabric stores and build my courses to be like this really big thing. And so um, I know like as I grow that, I'll have like that knowledge to bring to other people who are like outside of the fashion industry.
1: You have the knowledge. You got to start where you are. Before you get all that stuff that you were talking about, mm-hmm. you got to start right now. Right now. Yeah. Like, yo, you have no idea. If you came in and you styled me and all that kind of stuff, you never know if I'm going to invest in, a, in a, an apparel brand. Mm-hmm. It makes money. I know that part. But how do I know if they stuff fly? Who am I going to call? Yeah. You might have walked yourself into some equity just by adding value in where you are right now. Okay, that makes sense. I my like boy, that approach. I wish I. He'd have to like pop in my timeline because I don't have his. Um, I don't have, his Instagram, but he'd be doing so many videos on like fashion, different styles, mm-hmm. different looks, and all kinds of stuff. When I find it, I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. I don't know where it's at, but he'd just be doing these little outfits and he really mm-hmm. cool reels, and I think that'd be an inspiration for you. I'm gonna try to find it, but.
2: I was thinking about trying to like do something like that um, soon, Uh, but also since I am like in like a luxury space, it wouldn't be like me trying to help people figure out their everyday wear, but maybe like for events or something, or even like, I know for maybe like connecting with high level men, like maybe bringing their wives into it some type of way, like maybe I could help them. But you don't
1: know what's going to lead into that. True. You don't know like if if you like okay so i'm not your target market
2: Mm -hmm.
1: ideal client
2: yeah because i work with women right Mm -hmm. but if
1: you're displaying your excellence in fashion Mm -hmm. you think i don't know any women i have a wife
2: makes sense
1: you feel me Mm -hmm. yo this thing gotta be you all day long all day long this gotta be you i talk about podcasting entrepreneurship all day long Mm -hmm. i don't care if it's my ideal client None of that. It's, I I I am this.
2: Yeah.
1: So you need to be all, every, when you see something, and you have a suggestion. I'm sure Donnie's coming here with an outfit. You had some sort of suggestion. Or you like the way you did it. You could explain mm-hmm. it like, oh, I like the way you did that, that, that. Mm-hmm. Then we see you as an expert. It's not that you're okay, trying to get her as yeah. a client. But this got to be you all day, every day. Fashion, okay. everything.
2: So when I go to Black Equity Con, that's how I should start relationships or like approach people in that way. Like hundred
1: percent, get a camera phone mm-hmm. and have somebody hold it and say, yo, I'm about to go around like equity con and I'm gonna point out the dopest outfits and I'm gonna explain like why that. these outfits are the out. All right, yo, I see you got this outfit. Okay, I see you got this. It's giving me like a seventies, nineties theme. I remember mm-hmm. watching a TLC video where they had this on, but you mm-hmm. gotta be like, well read and study mm-hmm. your industry or whatever. But you go around explaining how you understand
2: fashion. I like that. You I'm going to try that out. So my question is about basically how you solidify your position as, like, the podcast king, like, as an expert in podcasts. Mm-hmm. And um, I've gotten so much clarity on, like, how I want to do that in fashion. Like, the skills I have, um, like, I specialize in couture draping. Mm-hmm. That's typically a skill that, like, they do in Paris, or even like the really expensive schools in New York. And it's very rare. Like a lot of people don't know how to do it. So um, I wanna like stray away from doing like any type of garments that don't have to do with draping or just anything that I was previously doing. Interview. got the
1: answer. Go win. Go win? Go win. Go be successful at it. And then you become expert. Okay. So, so it's not about like branding and like redoing videos and teaching good. Mm-hmm. I call myself podcast king. One, I became it because I just said that's gonna be my name now. Mm-hmm. But I grew up podcast, one of the top podcasts in the country, 1% of podcasts. But not only myself, we've done these Launch your Podcast challenges and we've had hundreds of people launching their podcasts. I've helped multiple people make money from their podcasts. Mm-hmm. I understand the podcasting space. I'm growing multiple podcasts myself. And I made a lot of money from podcasting. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, and there are some people who just don't have successful podcasts, but they're teaching people how to be podcasters, Yeah, which I'm not, not, it's no knock on it. Mm -hmm. Keep doing your thing. I'm just saying, if you wanna be considered an expert, Mm -hmm. you gotta have some big wins. Mm -hmm. Not the fact that you constructed a dress, yeah. But can you get multiples? Did anyone wear one of your pieces at the Met Gala?
2: No, but it was worn on Bravo TV. and there it, it is. for dressed by 1.5 million people. Let's
1: get some more of those.
2: Okay. Um, so I guess in my head, I'm wondering if I'm, like, trying to do too much to make myself uh, so people could realize that I'm an expert. Um, so I mentioned the fashion show opportunity I have coming up, but I know I should do that. And I know that of course that'll help with me like being positioned as an expert. Um, And then also like, I've been doing classes. Like recently I had like a post that got a whole lot of attention. I had about a hundred people reach out to me saying they want to take, like learn how to drape for me Mm -hmm. because it's like a really like wanted skill. But I guess in my head, it's like, am I stretching myself too thin? Even though I know all of these things will help I position like it will help me position myself as an yeah, expert. Like, probably. the YouTube channel will help, the fashion show will help, me doing these classes will help, and like it's great income. Like, I can charge so much to teach this because yeah. if you so feel like rare. you're being
1: spread too thin, you probably are okay. Because, especially, it's just you, you don't have a team of people, right? Yeah, yeah. If I were you, I go find a bunch of wins doing one thing, and your focus might be for the rest of the year, next year and a half. Is I'm making dress after, dress after dress after dress after dress, and I'm knocking on these stylist doors just trying to get as many pieces on actors in front of many, as, as many big names as possible in events,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's what makes you an expert, okay. not the fact that you have a cool YouTube channel. Yeah. But you go win, or you focus on how can I build a class because you know how to, you know what to do, mm-hmm. right? You know how to like put it together, mm-hmm. then figure out how to teach it and you know they go get some wins and that's huge because you could say I've helped 600 people this year make their first piece or make their Mm -hmm. first gown and now now I got kids making their own prom dresses and all that kind of stuff that's win. that's a win okay you got some numbers and statistics behind you doing something excellent and that's what makes you a guru promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code
0: big deal
3: what what would you say is the best way for me to push out the meaning of my brand
1: um the best way to push out the meaning of the brand is to push out the meaning of the man, brand and what i'm going to ask you is what do you think is the best way to push out the meaning of your brand?
3: So I think going to events is the best way mm-hmm. for me to push out my brand. Cause that's when I get the best results from it. Yeah. I um I run I do reels and TikTok, but I don't get I get the engagement sometimes, but it's not the engagement I'm looking for to push out the meaning of the brand.
1: Gotcha. You. So you're doing events now. Yes. And you feel the best way to push out the meaning of the brand is events. Right. So you're already doing that. But you're here because there's a problem with that. Right. So I'm going to ask the same question again. Okay. What do you think the best way? I am not, I don't want to know what you're currently doing because what you're currently doing isn't getting you the results that you want, mm-hmm. even though it's going well, right. right? But my question is, if you had to really sit there and think, what do you think is the best way to push out the meaning of the brand? Whether you have the resources or the know-how to do it or not.
3: Do more events. Okay. Do more events to push out the meaning of the brand.
1: Cool. All right. Here's the problem with, Events. Okay. This would have, been, if you are a vendor, typically, then there are other vendors there. Meaning, there's a whole bunch of options, right? Right. I don't. And if you're at the event, you're only one. You're only confined to the amount of people in the room. So we could say, do more events, and there's a hundred people in the room. That doesn't mean you're going to sell a hundred shirts. Right. So let's say, how many hoodies did you sell at Invest Fest, or right. hoodies, hats?
3: I sold 30 hoodies. 30 hoodies. I sold like 60 t shirts. Okay. And I sold about 25 hats. And I sold every pair of socks. So that was like 30 pairs of socks.
1: Gotcha. So it sounds like we sold about 160 items. So 30, you said 30 hoodies, 60 t shirts, that's 90. You sold 30 hats?
3: Like 25 hats in the artist. Yeah. So around 25 hats. yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Let's just say 150 items. It was 12,000 people at Invest Fest. Right. And you sold 100 and something items. Good results?
3: Mm, not good results.
1: But that was probably, was that the biggest place that you
3: vended? It was the biggest place, but it wasn't the most profitable place.
1: Gotcha. What was the most profitable?
3: Black like Equity Con.
1: Ah, yeah, man. We out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How much did you sell at Black Equity Con?
3: I sold, well, I made I made 8,000 in it at Black Equity Con. So I sold about 30 short sets. I sold sold 30 men's short sets. Mm -hmm. I sold about 30 women's short sets. And I also sold out t-shirts with like 50 t-shirts. And I sold about 10 to 12 velour suits.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay, well, I I feel good about that. (laughs) But I, I think the you're still going to be confined to the amount of people that were in the room right and it's still significantly smaller than the people that were there so i don't think events is the best way to get the meaning out of the okay. brand because only the people there right you know how many people are on instagram or on tiktok or I mean, on the internet billions oh my gosh yeah. it's incredible right so we understand that i th- i'm not saying it's not a it's not a good way to get the message out, it's just not the best way. Right. So I'm gonna ask you to think a little harder outside of events. What's another really good way to get your message out?
2: Um
3: maybe I should post more on Instagram. Maybe. Post more. Maybe um, or you should. I should post more on Instagram. How often do you post now? I post like twice a day.
1: You post twice a day. Okay. Consistently every day? Not every day. So you don't post twice a day? So
3: I post, post twice ten some times days. a week. So I post twice someday, I but much, like ten times a week. Mm. I, I can um I could do like free Zoom calls mm-hmm. that promote the um meaning of the brand with kids, things like that. I could start a membership.
1: Yeah. What and would that membership entail?
3: It would it would um it would entail what it means to be dope. I'll provide them dope tips of the days, affirmations, mm-hmm. things they can do to dominate their day. Yeah. Books. I could recommend them some books to read, things like that.
1: Mm, how long have you had that idea?
3: i had that idea about what, two weeks, I believe.
1: Here's and I and I was at a mastermind and I and I learned this. Uh shout out to Grant Cardone. I'm at this mastermind and he said we have to cut the we have to we have to minimize the time between idea and monetization. Huh. So you probably have an ama- a million amazing ideas, but the real issue is you're not executing on them. Hmm. We're not, you're not Here's what I think. I don't think you're taking it seriously. And you're you're taking whatever life gives you. If there's an event, you're reactionary Say, Oh, I'll go to the event and I'll sell some clothes. But if someone doesn't decide to put on an event, then you're not gonna sell no apparel. Mm. Which you can't you can't build your business based on somebody else's activities, right. especially somebody else you don't even know. So you're just waiting for events to come up. Right. How often do you vend?
3: So I vend like every other month.
1: Every other month. And you feel that's the best way to build your business?
3: I'm as of right, like from what I was going through, like that's what that's what was seeming like the best way. It's the
1: best thing you've done. Done, best thing. But it's I've not done. the best way to build a business. Right. You can't you can't let your best concept be based on what you've done. Okay. Like we gotta get in front of millions of people. Right. The question is how do we get in front of millions of people? Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars a year positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Of course you would. It's no-brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that, that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone, so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby, but... I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to pe- podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. That's the real question. The only reason I'm asking you questions in, in, the, in answer, I'm answering your question with a question is because you're 20 years old, you're brilliant, and you can come up with some answers. Yeah. But we don't really sit down and think. think right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So today we might have a, a think session on what is, I'm going to ask the question one more time, okay? What is the best way, if you had to pick up one, just take some time to think about it if you need to, what is the best way to get this message out to the world?
3: Posting consistently okay. on social media. Okay. That's what I believe is the best way.
1: Let me ask you. Is it better for you to post about your brand or is it better for somebody else to post about your brand?
3: I believe it's better for me to post. Is it? post about my brand.
1: If you post about your brand today and I post about your brand today, I'll probably sell more of your products to you. Would you agree?
3: Yes. So I'm not the best person. So I should get more people talking about my brand? <gasps> I, think, I think he's, he's <laughs> getting there. He's getting there. I should there. get more people talking about my brand. It's all about reach.
1: Right. The more people you're in front of, the more money you make, period. So the question is exposure. It's not about like, like it's not how many people I can sell to. It's about how many people I can get in front of. Right. So now our question is, how can we get in front of more people? That's my
3: question for you. I can utilize relationships. Mm -hmm. So I can ask someone, can you do this for me? Or ask them, do they know someone who can do this for me? Things like that.
1: A hundred percent.
3: Where would we start? I would start, I would text queer, Okay. <laughs> and I would ask him, who does he know? Yep. And can he get me in contact with them? 100%. And then I would um, tell him about the brand, ask him, can they post about it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I know there are certain brands, they'll send out packages to influencers. Mm. And you have a better opportunity than I do, believe it or not. So if I come out with a brand and you come out with a brand and I text an influencer or I come in contact with an influencer and I say, yo, I got this clothing brand. I would like you to wear it and make a post and tag me. I don't have no money, but I'd I like you to post it. You know what they're going to tell me? No. Nope. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But you are 20, attractive young man, very respectful. If I was you, I'm leading with that. You're 20 years old. Bro, you had, when's your 21st birthday? April 16th. I'm going a, I'm a to keep it 100 with you. You've got until April 15th to be young and cute because at 21, you're a grown man. So I asked somebody to do something like post my clothes. there's a conversation about money. You, 20 years old, doing something positive, they look, have you ever had somebody like older or influential say, yo, man, oh yeah, I I love what you're doing, young man. Yeah. And they support it,
3: Mm -hmm. right? I know I did. Right.
1: I didn't buy it because I'm like, yo, this, this is the most amazing brand in the world. I bought it because very respectful. Doing something positive. You got a positive message. You're trying to um, you're trying to impact a group of people who need it, who are young black kids. And I see myself in you, but you got till April to go hard to really put a footprint, and then you got to change strategy. Right now, you need look, my man Trey. You know, you know Trey Brown with mm-hmm. Spurgo. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah,
1: nobody even knew what Spurgo meant. Ask some of these people that, like, where's Spurgo? They'll tell you. I don't even know what it means. I know, that's my boy. I know it has something to do with, uh, there's a hero in there somewhere. But am I buying it and wearing it because it's my favorite brand in the world? Mm-mm. Why?
3: you buying because you're buying to him. Really?
1: Kid's 16, 17 mm. years old, doing something positive. Right. Respectful. He's super respectful. Right? So, you got a vision and you're young, but the clock is ticking. I'm telling you, by the time you turn 21, you had better have a different strategy. But for right now, we need to go hard on the fact that I'm young and I'm the only person that can relate. You need to tell me in my face, yo, I know, Dave, you be talking to youth and stuff like that, but you can't reach them like I can. I'm them. You outside, bro. You 37 years old. You you don't even understand our culture. If you really, David, if you really want to impact some kids, you need me there, right? So I got to, this is crazy. You know what's, what's dope? I have a, um, an event coming up in September in LA. So it's an organization in Los Angeles that they have grants, and they have a grant to bring me in to inspire the kids into entrepreneurship. So they said they have a list of people that have been on the podcast or whatever that they they want to um, uh, they want to have speak to these kids because their goal teach the kids entrepreneurship and then come into this little pathway like what they do. And help them get a job in their field. So eventually, maybe they'll get into entrepreneurship or whatever. Guess who was on that list? Trey. Mm. I've never even seen Trey do a presentation or speak. But I think they understand that, yes, I'm good. I'll be able to teach them. But they need somebody that's them to teach them. Right. So one, you got to be more active on social media. Okay. Like in a very creative way. So, if I go to your page right now, what will I see on there?
3: You'll just see me talking. Like, you want to see, it isn't, it's not yes, much that's creative about it. It's just me talking about how to be dope or pictures of clothing.
1: First post is, uh, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people wearing the apparel. Good. The next post is three people wearing the apparel. Good. The next post is three, two people wearing the apparel. Good. We have you saying something. <laughs> three tips for how to be dope. That's good. The next one, one person wearing the gear. Cool. And then most of this is the apparel. I'm not mad at you sharing posts of people wearing it, but the apparel isn't going to sell the apparel. Right. What's going to sell the apparel? The message. The message. So, you know those people that go around with their phone and they say, um, uh, tell me what's your, you know, what do you think about entrepreneurship or whatever? And they do a, you see those? What are you doing on the phone? Yeah, mm-hmm. like on the spot interviews. Right. You need to, you need to get us influencers saying, "Yo, I just need you for you know ten seconds. Tell me um, what it means to dominate." And that is the question. And you get me on there. You get Markwell. You get all these influencers. Right. And the reason we'll do it is because you're 20. We'll just do it, right? And say, "Yo, I got a brand dominating on purpose and create a series. You want to create some episodic content." Episodic means it's more than one of the same type of thing. So, you know, like a TV episode, Mm -hmm. it's the same show, but it's like different shows, right? right? Different topics, different themes, different things going on. The show is, let's say, um, I'm 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 branding people as um a dope man. Yo, you a dope or you're a dope person. Yo, you dope? Are you dope? Mm -hmm. All right, bet tell me what it means to dominate, right? So that's the show. And it may be the same show with different series with different answers. So I'm going to give a different answer than B. Simone's going to give or I don't know, um, whatever celebrity that you find is going right. to give. You need to create that. There's a guy right now that built a whole brand and he's with like, he's with big celebrities where he's asking about, tell me how much your fit costs. You see oh, yeah, him? yeah,
3: I've seen on TikTok, right.
1: He's huge. Yeah. And every time you see him with a bigger and bigger, yeah, Kanye. How you, first off, how you do that?
2: Yeah.
3: How
1: you get Kanye? And then every big artist in the game, yo, talk to me nice. Tell me what your mm-hmm. fit calls, right? Yep. That's, that's the, sh- that's the show, right? But the episodes are the different people. Right. Right. And those are the ones that we share. Make sense? So that's us. In the video, and what you you can do on Instagram is you can create a collaborator post.
3: Mm -hmm. And if
1: I'm on it, and I like it, I'm going to share it. Okay. And guess what that does?
3: It puts me in front of a bigger crowd.
1: Get you in front of my audience. Yep. Yeah. Also, another idea is if I were you, I would definitely start a a YouTube. You have a YouTube page? I don't. Yeah. Either a YouTube page, well, both. A YouTube page and a podcast. Okay. The reason people, um, do you listen to podcasts?
3: Uh, not often. Sometime. Not often?
1: You listen to podcasts? But I listen to podcasts? If I had said, do you listen to podcasts 10 years ago, you wouldn't even know what that means. Yeah. But now you know what a podcast is, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people are listening to podcasts. When people get in their car, not everybody's listening to music like they were 15 years ago. Right. Like if I asked you a question 15 years ago, like, I mean, you were five, but. There was a time where if I asked your dad, like, yo, what you, what you listening to in your car? He's going to tell me what rapper he's listening to. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I'm like, yo, wh- what do you listen to? You're going to be like, oh, listen to that UGK, listen to Jay-Z. But now if I ask the same question, what are you listening to? Like back then, it would be an assumption that I'm talking about music. It would be an assumption like, yo, what do you listen to? Oh, I'm listening to this Jay- Beyonce, I'm listening to Jeezy. Right, but now I, I don't know. Uh, the answer isn't assume that it's music. Right? I say, well, what are you listening to? You might be like, "Yo, I'm listening to this one podcast. I'm listening to YouTube. I'm." It's not automatically music, so people are more comfortable listening to voices and listening to messages. I don't know an impactful podcast that somebody like you would listen to, and I probably understand why you don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts because there's no twenty-year-old giving you the game. Yeah, there isn't any. There's a bunch of social proofs or EYLs or mm-hmm. my boy uh, uh, Pushman Mitch, he got a podcast. Like every, we got podcasts. But I haven't, I don't know if I know any that's talking directly to youth that want to do something more with their life. I don't know. Yeah. And you can lead the way of that. But again, I'm not talking about the clothing. I'm talking about how do we push the message. Yes, yeah, right. If people start to buy into the message, they'll give you money for the clothes. Right. They're not buying the clothes.
3: They're buying the message. They're
1: buying the message. Does that make sense?
3: And make a lot of sense. So,
1: and this gives you more content. So, if you're going to do, this is what I suggest. Come up with um, 50 topics that a 20-year-old, 19-year-old, 18-year-old um, um, wants to get information about. And it might be sports, music, entertainment. It might be, um, you know, how to get a record deal or, um, um, a whole conversation about water boys or how to start a clothing line, or I don't know, um, should I go to college or not? I don't know, 50 topics and you need to shoot those topics and put them on YouTube. Yes. Instagram too. But when you're searching for something, you don't search on Instagram for it. Right. Like if you want to start a clothing line, would you go on Instagram to find out? No. Of course not. How do? You, how would you do that? Like, right. There's no way to really search it. Where do you go? I go on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. You're selling information. People go on YouTube for information. So you need to lean into YouTube. If you do, if you have 50 topics and you do 50 videos on these topics, you put them on YouTube. You take the clips out and put them on Instagram. But we're selling the brand and just make sure you're always wearing the apparel. Right.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that. gotta
1: give them the buy into it, but now you got to do it though. Right. You got to close the time between idea, the idea and monetization. And would I would I sponsor your podcast? Probably. If you got that, that energy and you got that audience, am I going to sponsor your podcast? Of course. Because I need to know how much it's going to cost to get in front of your podcast. Right. But every single video that you create, you need to put an ad for your brand in the video.
3: Okay, like an Instagram ad? You're saying like Facebook ads?
1: So, on YouTube, okay, YouTube. let's say you're going to do a video, you're teaching something for 20 minutes. Say you and your dad get together, y'all doing a video, and the video is 20 minutes. You need to shoot an ad that says, this episode is sponsored by Dope Man Clothing, or Dope, however you describe mm-hmm. it, dominating on purpose every day. You don't have to tell them that you're the CEO. You could tell them, yo, I'm 20 years old, I live by this. It, if you got a son, daughter, brother, sister, you need to like show them that they are dope. But we are taking the power from these negative annotations and or or these 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 negative concepts, and we're making it positive. You can't stop your kid from wanting to be dope. You can't. Right. But you can change the meaning. You can tell them that it means something. So this is why I wear it. Uh my my dad wears it, all my friends wear it. So y'all need to check it out. Dope make clothes. You don't have to say, yo, this is mine. Mm but it's for the genre. It's for the kids. It's for the people who want to, like, be intentionally successful and for the parents because, believe it or not, on your show, parents are going to watch it because they can't understand or reach their child. Right. My parents had a hard time reaching my brother. I wasn't bad, but they had a hard... Like, they they couldn't really reach him. You know what I mean? He didn't want to hear nothing about that. But... I know if I was a kid, my my dad got me a dope man hoodie. He was like, yo, dope me is dominating on purpose every single day. So I'm going to give you this, but I want you to dominate. Whatever you do, dominate. I would want to buy it for myself if I saw the ad. But if I'm a parent, I buy it for my kid too. Mm. Make sense? Right. So we don't have to have them support you, but we have to put inside this message the sale
0: of
3: the product. That make sense? Make sense.